the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So we are getting more details, more clarity on how the person who intentionally drove into the parade in Waukesha, how that person was on the street, not behind bars where he belonged. And it's because we have a really dysfunctional detention system in America. And it's also because that's an outgrowth of this whacked idea, this detached from reality idea, this crazy idea that somehow punishing people for crime is uncaring, unfeeling, unfair, unwise. Truth matters, and the lack of adherence to truth killed nine people so far in Waukesha and put a lot of people in the hospital and has forever changed, I hope not ruined, a lot of lives. Here's the truth. Bad people deserve consequences for what they do. Maybe bad people is the wrong term. People deserve consequences for the bad things they do. Because all people are bad. <laughs> We're all born with a sin nature. All people can be bad. Some resist the temptation, the allure, to be bad, to do bad things. But when you engage in bad behavior, antisocial behavior, behavior that damages others, this is being viewed by many people who are crazy, as some kind of societal failing. It is not a societal failing. It is not hard, not even remotely hard, to stay out of the back of a police car. There is no magic, unseen, magnetic field in the back of a cruiser that irrevocably draws you to it against your will. When you break things, hurt people, violate the law, you know in your heart that is wrong. If you choose to do the wrong thing, you should not only expect to be punished for it, you should actually be punished for it. 
this person who drove his vehicle willfully over the bodies marching in a parade from behind had no business being on the street. He was not on the street because of compassion. He was not on the street because he had suffered unjustly by being arrested. He was on the street because idiots equate bad behavior by an individual as the fault of someone other than that individual. Years and years and years ago, there was a comedian. There aren't any real good comedians anymore. No one can work clean, not even Dave Chappelle, though he is a truth teller. Much of his content is unfit for young ears. But there was a comedian years and years ago who had his own television show, and his name was Flip Wilson. And Flip Wilson had a signature phrase, much like Rodney Dangerfield had a signature phrase. Rodney Dangerfield was, I don't get no respect. Red Button's signature phrase was, I never got a dinner. Flip Wilson's signature phrase was, the devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. Now, there is some spiritual truth in that. The devil does help you do it, entice you to do it, attract you to doing it, but it is a person's choice whether to do it or not, at least for a while. Now, I will acknowledge that people like this person in Waukesha get to a point where their recognition of how horribly wrong their life has gone and how horribly flawed their judgment is, they get to a point where I do believe they have lost the ability to feel the check on their heart that you and I would feel if we were in a situation where, hey, there's a parade. Let's go run some people down. That would not occur to you and I. But it occurred to him, and it not only occurred to him, it seemed like a good idea to him. And there are people, AOC and many others, prosecutors, prosecutors? I think when you're a prosecutor, you take an oath to uphold what? Societal initiatives? Um, reimagining of law enforcement? No, I think you take a an oath to uphold the law. You don't make laws when you're a prosecutor. Laws are on the book. Go get the book. Look at the book. Open the book. Read the book. Apply the law. It is not intolerant, hateful, prejudicial, racist, this or that phobic to punish a person according to the law for what they have done in violation of the law. That is how an orderly society functions. That is the only way an orderly society can function if it is to survive and remain 
and orderly society. This is not a hard revelation to understand. The principle of you reap what you sow is timeless. And it is timeless because it is true. Because truth endures. And the principle of reaping what you sow can be good, but it can also be horribly bad. And that is demonstrated by the fact that a nine-year-old boy, Jackson Sparks, lost his life because of the actions of this crazed person in Waukesha. Jackson Sparks is eight years old. He and his 12-year-old brother were marching in the parade. Jackson was part of a Little League baseball team. I played on Little League baseball team. I remember being eight years old. I remember how much joy I had putting on my baseball uniform when I was eight. I look at this little boy's face and I think about his mom and his dad and his 12-year-old brother and how their life will always have a hole in it. I hope their life is not ruined by this. They are people of faith, so that gives me hope that they will find healing and forgiveness. Jackson was described as a tender-hearted young boy with a contagious smile, a little guy everyone supported. You couldn't help but love him. And when you look at his picture and his big wide smile and his innocence and his missing, missing front teeth, it wouldn't take me very long to look at that face and get very emotional. And he's gone because we have people we trusted to enforce the law and keep us safe and keep him safe who didn't do their job. Who not only didn't do their job, they did the very opposite of their job. They imperiled people. They killed people. They put them in a situation. They created a system where they could be killed doing something as innocent and virtuous as marching in a parade. And the people in the prosecutor's office and the judicial system who did that are not alone in aiding and abetting that. The people in the media who paint every single issue in America as attributable to race and bathe every conversation in hatred and accusation should see, when they close their eyes at night, the innocent face of Jackson Sparks. 
Joy Reid should see his face. Don Lemon should see his face. Rachel Maddow should see his face. Yeah, Sean Hannity should see his face. Tucker should see his face. Not because it's necessarily Hannity and Tucker's fault as it relates to Jackson Sparks. And you know what? Bruce Hooley should see his face. Because if we see his face, maybe we think hard about what we say and how we say it. And if we think hard about what we say and how we say it, maybe we'll not fill up the well of hatred that both sides on the extreme side of each aisle drink from. Maybe we'll fill that well up with actual true statements. And if we do that, my hope is that there will be no more Jackson Sparks to talk about. So in the course of this show, in the final segment of this show for the week, um, I post a lot of my thoughts that I expound on here on The Answer on social media. And (laughs) it is uh, interesting to behold the detachment that some people have from reality and the allegiance to the zealotry that has gripped them in their ignorance. My commentary earlier today on gas prices and how Joe Biden can tell you factually, I won't raise taxes against anyone making less than $400,000 a year. I mean, that could be factually true. I don't think it will be, but it could factually be true. But it's not actually true because every time I fill up my tank with gas, I'm paying $15 more for that tank of gas, which means $555 more per year. I did the division on the mileage I get and the number of miles I drive. $555 a year more for gas, and that doesn't count my wife's van, and that doesn't count my daughter's truck. And I guarantee you I didn't get a raise this year to offset that. Ah, ah! But Edward on Twitter says I'm wrong. Edward says, For most people, the $1,400 received under Biden's plan more than covers gas prices. So this is a non-issue, right? Edward is not aware, it appears, That the $1,400 we each got in stimulus was not the result of a good year by the government store that produces government something that people are buying that was produced by government workers. Because, of course, there is no such product that the government produces because there is no such government store because there are no such government workers who produce anything but more pain and incompetence. And there's not a big market for that, unless you're a Democratic voter. No, Edward. That $1,400, and I responded to Edward and I said, I'll make you a deal, Edward. I will give you $50. 
after you give me $100. Because no, Edward, I do not consider it to be a net gain for the family economy of the Hoolies that Joe Biden gives me $1,400 that he takes from me and other Americans via my tax dollar. Okay? Try to keep up with the simple math. Now, Jack believes that my whole perspective on gas prices is flawed. That I shouldn't even be concerned with gas prices. Because Jack says the price of gas is determined by supply and demand, not by the president of the United States. And then Jack calls me a dirty name that will get Jack blocked because if you can't be civil in 280 characters, then I'm not interested in hearing from you ever again. Just like it's not hard to stay out of the back of a police car, it's not hard to tweet without profanity. But before we get to Jack's profanity and the smallness of his mind, he says the price of gas is determined by supply and demand. With you so far. Joe Biden and I are in agreement on that, Jack. You, me, and Joe Biden. We should have dinner sometime. Well, except you and I'd be awake and Joe would be asleep. Price of gas is determined by supply and demand, not by the President of the United States. Okay. Factually true. Not actually true. Is supply and demand? Well, no. I'm getting ahead of myself. Sorry. Sorry. You know, that pesky TMCS. That affliction, too much common sense. I sometimes skip right over the incremental progression from idiocy, where you reside, Jack, to truth, where I try to root myself in. The price of gas is determined by supply and demand, not by the President of the United States, you say. Okay, the price of gas, dot, 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 is not determined by the President of the United States. Factually true. Factually true. Fact check true. The price of gas is not determined by supply and demand. Or the price of gas is determined by supply and demand, not the President of the United States. Not actually true. Why is that not actually true? Because the President of the United States, by stopping drilling on federal lands, by closing the Keystone XL pipeline, by doing everything he can to reduce America's production of domestic oil, has, without question, unless you're a moron, helped reduce the supply. And I think, Jack, even you can keep up with the fact that if someone does something to reduce the supply, what are they doing? They are increasing the price of gas. So, there are so many people out there who are so married, no, no, not married, enslaved, so enslaved to anything that has to do with common sense that they cannot see. And this is not a surprise because if you ever have read the book of Romans, say, that's a long book, Bruce, lots of chapters, don't want to read the whole book. Well, chapter eight is like the greatest chapter in the history of the book. Chapter 8 is the greatest chapter in the Bible. But if you can't get to Romans 8, do me a little favor here. Sometime over the weekend, you got a day off? 
read, I won't even make you read a whole chapter. Read Romans chapter 1, verse 18. Start there, 18 to the end. I think it's only 14 verses. And in there, you will find a phrase. They have exchanged the truth of God for a lie. That's our society today, friend. That's Jack and Edward. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.